Hello, I am Ariel Munafo. And I am Moshe Ferber. And this is the Silver Lining Podcast. The podcast about security engineering. Hello everyone, another episode of Silver Lining Podcast. And, and with me as always, Moshe. How are you, Moshe? Very good. Uh, it's a long recording day today. So we are, <laughs> this is the third episode we are recording. Yes, but uh, we are still happy here, so no problem. And now we have uh, the most important guest for the day. Uh, it's a pleasure to have you here, uh, Gafnitz. Uh, hello, and we also have Vladi, but we'll start with you, Gafnitz. Can you please introduce yourself and what are you doing? Sure, uh, I'm Gafnitz Amiga, Director of Research at Lightspin. Uh, coming from a background in application security and cloud security uh, for over seven years. Started my way in uh, GE Digital, then moved to Salesforce and now joined Lightspin. Uh, and what we do as in Lightspin as part of the research is to find the new techniques to attack the clouds and detect them, and also to ease the remediation. And that's it for now. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so the reason you're here is because I saw your research about RDS vulnerabilities and uh, I was uh, very impressed and I wanted to talk to you about it. But in a second, we also introduced our second guest. I think this is the first time that we're having uh, two guests. Yeah. And this is, uh, and, and actually Vladi is the second time that he's here. <laughs> But still introduce yourself, uh, Vladi. Thank you, for, first of all, for inviting us. So Vladi Sandler, I'm the CEO and the co-founder at Lightspin. Uh, more than 30 years of experience in security. Started in the military, after that Ernst Young, then I get lucky to work with Gafnit in General Electric. And yeah, today we're more than two years on the crazy road, roller coaster road on cloud, security, light speed. Oh, perfect. Uh, so uh, the, the reason we're here today is to talk about your research and also to talk about a couple of open source that you have uh, released to the community. So first of all, thank you for the contribution to the community. It was always appreciated. And I think we begin with the RDS uh, vulnerability that you discovered and uh, the research that followed that. Gafnit, can you tell us a little bit about it? Yes. So um, as part of the, the role in Lightspin, what we're, we are doing is to research uh, managed services in order to understand if they are uh, strict enough, if their security configurations are, are good. And uh, actually the RDS uh, was a lead from another service that I hope will be published uh, soon. But uh, when I saw RDS, uh, I, 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 I thought about how can I um, get a, an elevated action on the, the machine. In RDS, uh, it's a rational database managed by uh, AWS. You can choose if you want uh, the DB to be MySQL or Postgres. Um, so, of course, they will not let you to do any actions like to access the underlying EC2 machine. So they prevent actions like executing commands or uh, access to the uh, external network. And then I thought, well, maybe I can use Uh, the functionality of Postgres itself to find a way and to do those actions. Mm -hmm. And uh, then it, it's tricky, you know, because uh, when they want to give you uh, capabilities and the features to do uh, all the things that you can do in Postgres. So it will be uh, for you the same experience you have. So they cannot give you a real super user. What they give you is an RDS super user. 
and they need to limit the, the specific actions in order to gain what they want to get. So after a lot of research, I can tell you that uh, I, uh, uh, there were many ways I explored before uh, reaching the, the extension. I thought that extensions can be the, the place where, where they will miss something because it's really hard to do a good integration with extensions. Uh, and uh, after reviewing uh, several other extensions, I reached to an extension, an extension named uh, log um, log forward uh, forward uh, for uh, forward data wrapper. And this is an extension that lets you view the uh, Postgres logs uh, inside the Postgres as a table. Mm-hmm. And um, when you want to view the logs, one of the things that you uh, provide is is the path of the log file that you want to, to dump into a table. So first thing that you try is, well, instead of giving the path to, to a file in the Postgres uh, machine, I will provide any file I want, like etc pass wd. But then, of course, it didn't, ha- it didn't work with a, a regular pass travers- tra- traversal, and, and I had to learn about the, the, the data wrapper uh, functionality in Postgres and Postgres has a, a, a very good docs and they explain what you need to do and one of the things there was that when you want to create an external data wrapper you need to provide two functions the handler and the validation and the validation is optional so I hope that if I will drop the validation they will not validate the path that I'm trying to reach uh, and this is what happened. I, I dropped the, the validation function and I, w- I could do it because I'm a super user, a kind of super user, not a real super user, but had enough permissions to drop the validation. And uh, actually, uh, the, in, inside the handler, there were no validation on the path. And this is why I was able to start and reading files in the underlying machine. And the... Uh, I started to search for an interesting file and uh, I got lucky because one of the files uh, stored uh, credentials for uh, some internal uh, AWS service uh, named Grover. And uh, and this is where, where the research end, uh, ended because I cannot uh, start move laterally inside AWS environment. It's, uh, uh, it's not something that, uh, that we should do. And I reported about the issue, and then they uh, they fixed it. They actually uh, uh, reached out to uh, vulnerable customers and asked them to upgrade to a more uh, secure version. Um, and that's uh, that was the finding. And I uh, I wrote a, a, a post that includes all th- also the 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 process I went through mm-hmm. and what didn't work and I, I think that this is this these are kinds of posts that I like as a reader to read and I really try to to do my best to reflect this also in my posts okay so first of all we're gonna post a link to this research on the episode website so check it out a uh, couple of questions so you basically spin up on a machine the machine spin up with a database on in your case it was Postgres and the vulnerability was some kind of an implementation of extension to the Postgres can I uh, uh, reach out from that that if I launch an Oracle it will be uh, it might have a different extensions different problems but this uh, problem is only relevant to Postgres on RDS that's, yeah because you need the specific extension mm-hmm. uh, that the vulnerability was uh, as part of the extension itself. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is. Uh, Are you continuing to check other extensions, or uh, was that enough? Well, so <laughs> so I I looked at, at some other ones, but there was another issue that I had to finish with the lead first. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I submitted it uh, uh, no. last week. So. I also have on my to-do list uh, yeah. to <laughs> hack some uh, servers. Yeah, this is what I do for Saturday morning. <laughs> I'm just kidding. It's a very interesting. Uh, uh, it's a very interesting research. Thank you for that. Just to clear things out. So basically, when you did the file traversal and you found out this, uh, the, there was a credential file with access key for internal uh, AWS service. Do you know what this service is? This grabber? Unfortunately, not. Mm-hmm. Uh, they they cannot disclose anything about this service. Um, but uh, um, what what they did is is to fix the the issue, so you can no no longer access uh, okay. to the credentials. So if I'm an AWS user, I need to uh, up, update my Postgres and then uh, be safe for that. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so this was a, a fascinating one. Um, we also released recently uh, an open source that is called uh, the Recon Cloud. Can you tell us a little bit about this about this open source project? Yes, sure. Um, the Recon was a collaboration with also another researcher named Nogayama Mitai. And the idea behind this tool was to enable anyone to get the, the picture of how their cloud environment looks from the outside. Uh, and it was, um, we, we thought about how can we uh, enumerate over all the assets that you have. And the, the, the initial uh, thought was we can use DNS to achieve that. And then we need to add another details such as the region, uh, the IP addresses, uh, and, and more maybe in the, fu- in the future is, is, uh, we are planning to add uh, maybe uh, uh, security issues that we uh, were able to find in each one of the assets. And we thought it, it will be really uh, helpful to, to add these details as part of the results because there are other tools for subdomains enumeration, but this is not uh, the purpose of this tool. We don't want to uh, enumerate your subdomains. What we want is to scope down and to look only on the cloud, and then we can give you more context so you can know each, each asset, each subdomain, what is the asset type, if it's public or maybe it should be private. And then using maybe uh, the CNAME, you can get extra uh, uh, details about what this asset is. And this is the, this is, was the, the, um, the goal of, uh, of Recon uh, Cloud. Okay, so Recon Cloud is an open source. You can find it on, the, uh, on GitHub, right? And you can also find it on the episode page. We put a link to that. And I use it basically to map my DNS, my subdomains, and my basically my, uh, I, I would say, uh, my uh, my public assets, right? Everything that is exposed, and then uh, I can use this mapping in order to explore further on. Where you have other tools that can do that, and this from this we are moving on to you, Vladi. We brought you here to talk about two other um, open source projects that you have: the Red Detector and the Red Cube. So, can you give us first of all a little bit about Lightspin and what they do with this open source? I mean, what is the goal of releasing those open source, and then we dive into the actual packages. Sure. Um, small note, Recon Cloud is actually a SaaS. It's a free SaaS. So mm-hmm. just browse to recon.cloud. Ah, it's okay. not on GitHub. Sorry. No, it's fine. Um, shortly about your question about Lightspin, our main unique value proposition is the ability to prioritize and remediate any kind of research you have today in your cloud environment from infrastructure service to Kubernetes from CCD to runtime in one platform. And just as 
Gafnit mentioned before, the heart and most of the time we're really investing in deep dive research, which is the heart of the product, and we're really extending as part to the community. And that's why we came with Red Detector and Red Cube, that we will discuss about them today. You can find them in our GitHub. The Red Detector is actually the ability to provide a customer with vulnerability management, agentless vulnerability management. You can take a snapshot of your servers and scan them for CVs, supporting only Amazon currently. Um, but it's a strong community approach. We say, I need to give you the ability to better manage your posture, even if you don't really need now like a scalable tool or some enterprise tool, but some basics when you start your journey to the cloud. The second tool is a Red Detect, a Red Cube, sorry, that provides you um, penetration testing capabilities for your um, Kubernetes based on Mitre, Mapic to Mitre. And that's also come from the same approach that we see that a lot of time people we have a starvation for experts, it's not something new. You have a challenge, sometimes you have a good expert for Amazon or for Azure, but then you surprise and say, hey, now you have also a AKS. So verify that it's good enough, right? So we say, okay, how we can support better the, the community and give them some basic capabilities to improve the security posture of their environment. And we understood that, okay, we can give this map to run by yourself, get understanding what's going on in your cluster, map it to Mitre so the CISO can get better understanding or the board whenever you're presenting it to. And that's actually the story of those two tools. Okay. So l- let me uh, ask a couple of questions in order to better understand. So for the red uh, detector, basically I give it this permission. It snapshots my instances, right? My uh, my volumes. And then it will uh, in the, then it will do some kind of vulnerability management, uh, vulnerability scanning on on those instances, right? On those basically volumes. Yeah. So the idea is that I don't need an agent, I don't need a network scan, nothing like that. I just snapshot and then act, uh, any operating system that you don't support or support or where where is it uh, currently aiming in terms of operating systems? Yeah. So the process is simple. We take a snapshot, put it on a spot, and using vools.io. Another good open source, I think most of us knows, to, to scan the, the volume. Mm-hmm. Um, at this stage, you can find in the GitHub itself all the operating systems supported. We support probably the most popular and used by at least most of the enterprises we know. Um, and that's basically the, the concept of how does it work. Okay, and it's a GitHub project. Yeah, and you can go there and install it. Uh, type of permissions, basically snapshot my EBS and right. run spot instance. That's exactly. what we need. Okay. And uh, Redcube, uh, again, downloading it for GitHub, give it permissions to connect to my EKS, AKS, uh, manage yeah. Kubernetes, is it? That's the yeah, it's supported, <coughs> sorry, it's supporting any kind of um, Kubernetes in place, just running the script as part of your cluster, and then basically will communicate with your um, API server will collect the RBAC and give you some picture of not only RBAC and other permissions in place, but basically can give you from list all secrets to Docker running, your container running in privileged mode and more. And more. Okay, Uh, EKS, also Azure, Google, Mm -hmm. the big three? Yep. Oracle, IBM. Uh... We never tried it in Oracle, <laughs> but I, I don't think <laughs> it's supposed to be. <laughs> yeah, I don't think it's a lot of, it's a really good question probably to go it, but I think there is not too much differentiation. When, when you look on Kubernetes, it's, it's like a box, the question what it's running on. So it's supposed to 
support all of them. Gafnit, what do you think? Yeah, so uh, Redcube uses uh, the kubectl uh, commands themselves to, to, go, to get these uh, un, uh, findings and results. So uh, it doesn't matter where the cluster is running. All, all you need to have is the, the ability to, to access using kubectl mm-hmm. to the API server. I have another question for you, which is off topic, but I'm interested in your opinion. The, the episode we recorded before you was about third-party software and the risk of third-party software. Let's say mm-hmm. I'm an, a DevOps engineer or some company, I need to scan my Kubernetes service, so I'm downloading a product, uh, one product from GitHub. How do I know this product is not malicious? I mean, what tools do I have? I know it's a tricky question for you guys. I'm I not, think you're not a question. Yeah, but uh, it came to my mind. I think that my personal opinion, and I would love to hear Gafnid's, but my personal opinion, never trust no open source, doesn't matter where it's coming from, okay? Because it's a community tool and everyone can continue the development. And let's assume now I want to, I, I see it's a really popular community tool and just I want it in the console, it will be in green, yellow, and not in white. And I add some other model that's also open on reverse shell, so we have a problem. So I think it's always, every time you use some open source tool, do your, do your own v- validation before you use it probably in production. Um, but I think that's, that's probably part of the story and the trust of community. I think that if you're really extending some capability and everyone can continue to support and develop it and write about it, blogs how to use, so people will review this code probably better than any closed code, right? That's, that's the beauty of open source. So that's probably my two cents in this story. Um, so um, what I think is that If I don't trust the author or the, or the company that released these uh, uh, third-party tools, so I, I probably will not use them. Um, if it's a small uh, script or code, I will usually uh, brief over it to, to see what it does. But a big uh, alert uh, that should come up is uh, wh- what are the permissions that this tool uh, re- requires. So, If it doesn't make sense, the, the, the level of permissions that it requests to the, the task that it needs to do, then you need to, to be more careful or consider not using it. Yeah. Moshe, since you went uh, off topic, uh, <laughs> we, don't, uh, we didn't have uh, enough women uh, here, uh, Gafnit. You are only the second one, right? We have Shira twice. And this is something important for us. So uh, if you can uh, share your, your... How did you start uh, going to the cloud security or technologic uh, path? Uh, My daughter is eight, and I would like uh, <laughs> her to, to listen about you. Well, so uh, I started uh, the technological path um, in my uh, national service in the prime minister office. I actually didn't uh, know at that time what, what will, will be mm-hmm. and what is uh, cyber security or even a computer. Uh, I, I, I did uh, uh, the um, uh, programming uh, uh, in my um, in my high school yeah. but you I didn't uh, know the connection between what is the the code I'm writing and and the computer itself yeah. so um, yeah it's a it's a big uh, difference uh, and so I, I started there um, learned a lot about uh, networking and uh, and then when I moved to General Electric I learned about application uh, actually Vladi uh, was the one that uh, the, the first one that showed me the structure of uh, an HTTP mm-hmm. and uh, 
yes, and then uh, uh, lots of uh, self-learning and also I really encourage to ask people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and then uh, from one uh, uh, task, from one research to another, uh, you, you learn the field. And uh, this is how I, I started and I really... I really love uh, application and cloud because uh, I started with application and I love to find uh, logical issues in, in, the, in the systems, like to, to look from the, the upper view and think what can get wrong. Um, but then I realized that the, the world is going to cloud. So even if, if you want to look only in the, on the application scope, you have to, to know more than that in order, order to, to leverage the the full context mm-hmm. and uh, I think that each each and every one of us today has to know what cloud is uh, at least the basics yeah mm-hmm. taking it from your daughter it's always start with school I mean yeah. you, you, you need it to get to the right military unit but in order yeah. to do that you need to learn computers in school so it's like a chain yeah yeah uh, and uh, okay so st- going back to the topic <laughs> yeah after we uh, s- uh, s- spin a bit which is like summarizing everything we just said. So Lightspin is doing a, a cloud security and part of what you do is research around security and this is how you came across this RDS. A lot of digging, a lot of tr- trial and error. Uh, you try this and you try that and then you finally succeed. On this case, uh, manipulating an extension for the RDS. So fact it was an interesting story. And part of what you do in Lightspin is basically giving to the community some of the tools, mostly around detection, right? You're focusing more on your commercial, you're focusing more on the remediation and workflow and the post-mortem of the event. But for the detection, you believe this is, should be part of the community. So you list different tools. And we're going to uh, have links to all those tools in the episode website. So thank you again for your contribution to the community. And we spoke about free tools, right? The... Um, First of all, the, uh, the Recon Cloud, which is a sa- software as a service that actually map your DNS, your public assets. And we talked about the Red Detector, which can snapshot your, in- your instances and then look for vulnerabilities in your operating systems. And we talk about Red Cube, which is de- dedicated for Kubernetes and detective vulnerabilities over there. Uh, and all of those tools are available for everybody, free use and uh, scrutiny. And, uh, and basically, one is us and the other is from GitHub, right? And then your GitHub, Uh, give us one word can you find other tools just in one word uh, other tools that uh, you have yeah there? we have more you can find the uh, red bucket and mm-hmm. it, which is a good tool also mm-hmm. research of a uh, gofnit and um, and we have red shadow for for red they and they have yeah they have a lot of <laughs> okay so uh, last word from any one of you want to say something you want to start yeah Yeah, there is also a ECE, a tool ECE. Yeah, that uh, our CISO created for creating uh, more secure uh, EKS clusters in AWS, and even uh, we are using it inside Lightspan. Mm-hmm. So it's hardening your EK, uh, EKS uh, yeah. clusters? Now everyone knows that we use EKS. Anyway, <laughs> 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 yeah, I think from my side, so we're always looking for more great people to join the company. Uh, proud to share we are a gender balance company we have more than 50% uh, women in the R&D mm. so looking to hire more and basically thank you for inviting us thanks a lot thank you it was very thank interesting you. episode thank you very much thank you bye bye <laughs>